0: Welcome back, everyone, to So Money, weekend edition, Ask Farnoosh. This is Sunday, March 1st. March 1st, guys, we are ever so closer to spring. Okay, guys, this is a great, great show we've got stacked for you. Your questions have been pouring in all week. I almost worry about being able to get to all of them, but of course, whatever's left over, if I didn't get to it, there's always next weekend, and um, I'm just just so excited that you guys are pumped, excited, tuning in, obviously, sending in your questions, so let's not waste any time and start with our first question from Stephen. Stephen says, there's all this advice for women who make more than men, but as a young 20-something dating a woman, it still rubs me the wrong way when I have to help support my girlfriend financially, coasting signing loans, buying her a car, paying more of the rent, etc. What's the advice? Well, Stephen, I don't think it's right that you are, you know, affording all of this for your girlfriend if you don't want to be. You know, there's wanting to do it, and then there's just feeling not good about it, which I can sense from your question is, you know, you're starting to feel resentful. The What I would say is, you know, you've obviously emailed me and expressed your concerns. Have you expressed your concerns with your girlfriend? Does she know that, you know, you would like a different arrangement, a different way that you are paying for things in the relationship? And so that is my first question for you, which is, have you actually expressed how you feel to her? If you have and she didn't care or you guys fought about it? Well, that's not a good sign. If you haven't told her, then you must. And hopefully she will be receptive to this. And hopefully she'll understand where you're coming from. And here's some advice when for when you do talk to her about this. I assume you care for this person and maybe you see a future together. Let her know that you want to be able to share in your financial goals with her, and that as your partner, you really want to be able to share in that journey in in achieving those goals. So earning the money together or contributing somehow together to those goals. Goals carry price tags, right? And, and let her know that while you're happy sometimes to treat her, and it really makes you feel good and you like doing that, that you would prefer some more balance in the relationship when it comes to money. You need to go there and really explore this with her and see how she reacts, and hopefully she'll be receptive, hopefully she'll understand, she won't take it the wrong way, but I feel you, I feel what you're saying, I would just say, remember this, people treat you the way you let them treat you, so if you've been spoiling her, and you've been co-signing loans, and getting her cars, and that's a lot, you know, I I think that that's really risky terrain when you're not even married, if you care about this person, then you owe it to the relationship to be honest with her about how you feel, and you know, I, I can't stand here and say that she's absolutely gonna love what you have to say but you know you got to stand up for yourself at at, at some point and and but do it in a kind way you know and in a way that really recognizes that you want a future with her and that in order to be able to support that future that you want to have a little bit more balance when it comes to your finances in the relationship so good luck steven and let us know how things turn out i'm dying to hear how she'll react Krista says, I'm job hunting. Current job does not have access to a 401k. How much of a pay cut is worth getting 401k access? Mmm, I'd say none. I mean, you can always invest for retirement by opening up an individual retirement account outside of your outside of your job. And granted, some companies offer matching programs, like they'll give you 50 cents for every dollar that you put in, or a dollar for every dollar that you put in, up to a certain amount, up to a certain percentage. And, you know, that's very attractive, and you could technically call that free money. But your salary is sacred. You know, your salary should be negotiated based on your experience, your skill set, not for the lack or availability of benefits a company is offering. Farrah says, Hi, Farnoosh. I grew up in a financially unstable environment, which is why I think I taught myself to scrimp and save. Yes. You know, your childhood has a lot to do with how you end up as an adult thinking and acting with money. She says, I'm not 30 yet, and I've paid off all my student loans. All right. My salary is in the mid-40s. I have about $12,000 in savings and I never spend more than $100 in credit cards each month, which, by the way, I pay off in full when due. What investment will yield the best result for my future savings? I don't plan on having kids, but I plan on starting a scholarship foundation someday, and I want to live comfortably and help others. Thanks, Farnoosh. And she says, which in Farsi, I suppose she's Persian like I am, which means um, wishing you good health. Well, thank you so much, Farah. Okay, it sounds like you're very ambitious. It sounds like you have your ducks in a row. You have a clear mind and a clear vision about what you want. You've been very smart with your money. Congratulations on paying off that student loan debt. And you have $12,000 in savings. Uh, Considering you're making mid-40s, that's really exceptional to have that much saved given your modest salary. I would say that the best thing to do with your money in order to ensure That when you turn around in 20 or 30 years, that you look back and you go, wow, that money grew a lot. That money grew nicely. That money, you know, little by little, uh, thanks to compound interest, uh, did well for me. And it would be the stock market. The stock market over the long run has yielded a 7% annual rate of return on average, uh, and that assumes that you're investing over the long run, you know, for more than 10 years and you're across a wide variety of investments. If you're just buying one stock and you're investing for five years, you're likely not going to get that kind of a yield. But historically speaking, stock prices have fared well broadly over, a, you know, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years. So um, if you haven't opened up, an IRA or Roth IRA, or if you haven't taken advantage of your work's 401k program or 403b program, start there. Start there. So far, really good, Farah. You're doing a great job. And I th- it's not often when you hear about people who came from... A household that was not smart with money, where there was a lot of debt, where there was a lot of mismanagement of money, that they grew up to learn quickly from that and say, I don't want to do that. I'm going to reverse that. So congrats to you for having the wherewithal and the real dedication to, you know, reversing your story. Veronica. Veronica writes in and she says, I love your show. You keep me sane. (laughs) Thanks, Veronica. It keeps me sane too. Currently, I am a caretaker to both my parents, one of which is terminally ill, and the other suffered a stroke last year. I'm very sorry. I homeschool my two kids, and my husband is not working since we are finishing our log home, building our log home, which my husband has built himself. We own a condo in New Hampshire that we rent, but our tenant is breaking his lease, and we cannot cover our mortgage for more than a month if he leaves and or we don't replace them right away. We also have some credit card debt, about $6,000. My parents cover most of our necessities, but we still have a few small bills and building expenses to cover. We get a small income each month from odd jobs, but it's less than $900. What would you recommend we do? Well, first, Veronica, I have a short-term idea and a longer-term idea. The short-term idea... I would consider putting that condo that you own, that you're renting out, but now the renter is leaving, on the market. If this is something that is so risky where one month of not having any rental income is going to bury you in debt or is going to put you in a very financially fragile place, This is not something that you want to be dealing with, right? You want to get it off your books, get it off your minds, get it off your books. You're not earning enough to be able to really comfortably handle this investment property. And then I would say you and your husband should really consider making some better income, finding ways to make good salaries or good consistent income. Earning $900 a month is fine now because your parents are paying for your basics. But as you said, you know, your parents are ill And you have to start thinking about your future and not being dependent on your parents, right? This is what I'm talking about, kind of a longer term plan is start now planting the seeds for getting you and your husband back in the workforce, uh, whether full-time or more, just more aggressively, you know, $900 a month is not much, um, no matter where you're living in in the country. And I know that your home won't be, uh, you won't have a mortgage because your husband's building the house himself. You're going to need more for your future goals, saving money for your retirement, um, maybe expanding your family, you know, making renovations to your home, having rainy day savings, you're going to need to have more money. So I hope that you have some plans in place for that. But just reading your question, I would say first things first, consider selling the condo and getting that financial burden off your plate. And two, really thinking about generating income that is far more than $900 a month. And I don't know what that will be for you, but uh, I'm sure you've got some good skills. If your husband is able to build a log home on his own, he's got some skills. And he can be making more than combined with you $900 a month. I think he has some valuable skills that people are willing to pay for. So good luck to you and your husband. Wishing you, your entire family, the best. Thanks, Veronica. Lindsay writes in and she says, I love your show. I'm so excited that you have a podcast. Well, thanks, Lindsay. I have been a huge fan of yours for a long time, and I've learned a lot already in just your first few episodes. Here's my question. I have a home that we purchased with an FHA loan, which has been great because we were able to purchase without a lockdown, and we got a great deal. But now, years later, our income is too high to be able to deduct the mortgage insurance and we're not quite at the 20% equity point. We'd like to sell our house and have a substantial down payment for the new home. We're trying to decide what makes more sense, save cash for the down payment, pay off our student loan debt at 6.8% interest, uh, but it is tax deductible, or do we pay down the mortgage to get rid of the PMI? We still have over $20,000 to get to to get that 20% equity in the mortgage, and we have about the same amount in student loan debt. We also have some improvements we'll have to do to the home before we sell, and we only have about 5,000 in savings currently. Okay, Lindsay, I know exactly what you have to do. You're making good money. You are you phased out of the PMI deduction. So that... Plus the fact that you have just $5,000 in savings, to me says, I want you to accelerate your savings to get to that $20,000 as soon as possible, by the end of the year, maybe even sooner. And then once you arrive at that place of having about $20,000 plus in savings, then I want you to sit and ask yourselves, what should we do with this money? See, what I'm learning is that when you don't have money for things at least this is me and a lot of my guests, when you don't have money for things, you have 18 different ways you envision spending that money. Each vision is equally as important and you place equal value on all of those potential decisions and moves, money moves. But once that money is in your hands, okay, once it's real and it's not abstract, it's not just a pie in the sky, it's not just theory, but that money, those dollars and cents are in your bank account, I think that you'll have more clarity then. Trust me on this. You will know what it feels like to have that money and what out of your current list of obligations, financial burdens, et cetera, you want to eliminate with that money. And if I were to fast forward to that point where you're now $20,000 richer in savings, my guess is you might be more inclined to just take that money and use it to buy a new home. You know, Sell the current home you're in, just get rid of that mortgage, take some of that equity out, add it to that extra $20,000, and then have a really big down payment for your next home. And that, I think, might resolve your financial concerns. And so I think that could be the best move for you guys, although you'll be the judge of that. You know, once you get that $20,000, feel it, sit on it, then make a decision. I think you're going to have a lot more clarity. And if you're still confused, email me again. CD writes in and he says, or she says, what is the best way for an expat American to start saving for retirement? Wow, this is a really good question. So, you know, you're from America, you moved to France or you moved to uh, the Netherlands or you moved to uh, wherever and you are working there either as an employee of a company there or you've started your own business, you're freelancing, how do you invest for your retirement can you take advantage of say some of these uh retirement vehicles that we have here in the states like the ira uh the roth ira etc well the general answer to this and and i say general i emphasize general because there are a lot of exclusions and provisions to qualify but it is true that in some cases you may be eligible to contribute to an individual retirement account an ira um, perhaps even a Roth IRA. If you are a U.S. income tax paying citizen, even though you work abroad, generally you can invest in an IRA. In other cases, if you own your own business or you're a, a freelancer or a contractor, you might be able to invest in a solo 401k. But again, there are some exclusions. And without knowing you know your complete financial uh, story, I would say take... $150 out of your bank account and go and have a meeting with a certified public accountant or a certified financial advisor and pay them for, you know, 30 minutes to an hour of their time, get this specific question answered. They will be able to, once looking at your financial status, how the income's getting earned, what your tax provisions are, then they may be able to give you the best advice. So good question. I'm going to look into that some more because I'm really interested in that. I mean, I have dreams of living abroad one day, and that would be important for me too. So thanks for bringing that to my attention. Susan writes in and she says, I'm one of those rare birds that's great at saving. Well, good for you, Susan. And that is rare. My problem is I'm terrible at investing. I've tried expensive brokerage houses and I have felt ripped off. I've even tried a fee-only planner, and I thought that was too expensive. Now I'm thinking of an index fund, but how do I pick a few to diversify? Do I go international, bonds, uh, US-based, all three? I'm sitting on too much cash. Where should it go? So Susan, I'm a big fan of index funds. A lot of my portfolio consists of index funds. And yes, diversification across various markets and asset classes is key. And so you're off to a good start. You're, you're thinking in the right direction. But I also wonder, going back to the financial planner that you were working with, you say the fee was too high. Well, what was the fee? Because the industry norm is anywhere from one to one and a half percent, depending on how much in assets you have under management. The more, the lower the fee. So if it was higher than that, then you were definitely paying too much. But if you were paying around that, I'd say you're kind of in the ballpark. And remember, a financial advisor is not just going to be there to help you with investment choices, right? They're Hopefully not. They're going to help you with a myriad of things, from estate planning to getting you the right insurance protection to understanding what your goals are and distributing your income in such a way where you're saving for all of those goals. Retirement, you know, the next house you want to get, the car you want to buy, the student loans you want to pay off so it is a holistic relationship for me the fee is well worth it because while the market might go up and down and I got to pay this fee every year no matter what but over that year, I've gotten a lot of amazing advice. I've had a person and a team work on things for me that I just don't have the time for. I would wonder if maybe you just didn't have a good experience with that, with that planner because, you know, you just didn't click. And because you're telling me you have a lot of cash that you're sitting on and that's no good, you want to put that money to work. Maybe you want to meet with a few more financial advisors to find a better fit. Um, But I do think you're thinking in the right direction, index funds, diversification, yes to all of that. Thanks for your question. And that's a wrap, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Sunday edition of Ask Varnoosh, March 1st. Spring is almost here. I cannot wait. And thank you so much for your questions. As a reminder, if you want to support the show, all you have to do is leave a review on iTunes and let me know when you leave the review. Email me, farnoosh, at somoneypodcast.com, and I, every week, select one new reviewer to receive a free 15-minute money session with me. We get on Skype, we hash things out. It's a beautiful exchange, and I've been doing this now for a few weeks and have to say I love connecting with you guys one-on-one so if you're excited for that just leave a review and let me know and hopefully we'll be talking soon one-on-one you and me in the meantime hope you enjoyed the show we've got an amazing lineup of guests this week see you right back here tomorrow in the meantime hope your day is so money